good saturday afternoon everyone thank you for tuning in thank you for listening to the sound of my voice my name is rachel and this is word today how is everyone how is the first few days of um, phase one of opening from this pandemic It is my joy and pleasure to be with you this morning or afternoon on this Saturday and um, I pray that um, the message find you in a good spirit and health and sound mind as we move forward to our new normal um, going out with mask going even to a church with mask how can we sing god gave us a mouth the lips to declare his name now these lips are gonna be covered by cloth um so we're gonna see how this goes but today i want to come with to you uh from the book of hebrews i love the book of hebrews for some reason um there's so much in there that the church can learn from it and um you really don't see much references from that book other than snippets from here and there um because i think most assume that book was written to jews and really it was written to jews who were christian um um unlike most letters were written uh, written to gentiles This one was specifically written to Jews who were Christian, who were being persecuted for their faith, um, their fellow country, countrymen, uh, the Jews who were Pharisees, who were still believing in their um, religion and customs and all that, were persecuting uh, the Jews who believed in Christ, who believed that Jesus was the Messiah. And most of them were scattered in different places. Um, and so this, this letter was written to them to encourage them, to encourage them um, from the beginning to the end. Um, in today's verse, I found on Hebrew 11, I mean, I mean Hebrew 12, uh, verse 11, I think it speaks to all of us today just as it spoke to the Jews who were being persecuted back then almost 2000 years ago. Um the church there's nobody who is more persecuted today than Christians all over the world. Um for us here in uh United States and other parts of Um, Western uh, countries are enjoying uh, our freedom uh, to worship freely um, without persecution but uh, there are countries in Asia and other places where people are hiding um, they cannot worship freely they cannot praise God they cannot even have a Bible in public uh, even being heard speaking about the word of god um 
so this is it's, it may seem to some that these things are not applicable to them but our brothers and sister other places are going through very very much persecution just like uh, these Jews were so let's um, join them uh, and to encourage one another uh, with this verse today Hebrews 12 verse 11 this is what the word of God say now no one now no chastening seems to be joyful for the present but painful nevertheless afterwards it yields the peaceable fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it no now no chastening or, or, or discipline or correction or reproof seems to be joyful at, for the present but painful yeah it seems painful nevertheless afterwards it yields the peaceable fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it so a few things that pop here i see no chastening is a verb so it's a discipline it's it's a reproof it's correction nobody likes to be um you know i mean chastened okay let me put that way persecuted or disciplined or corrected we can be corrected in a polite way but this one it seems like being corrected in um, a bit more serious way a bit more rough um, forceful way where it it hurts Um, it hurts the body the flesh maybe maybe it even hurts um, you know the feelings um, to get to the point uh, of a person who is being chastened so that the person who is being chastened at the end gets trained because there are people if it, or some of you maybe you have children maybe you try to chasten your kid uh, regarding certain things that they're doing and they never listen they it just it, it came to a point where they don't even get trained by all kind of discipline you are trying to engage with them um so the point is to get um the point of chastening chastening is to get the point across so that that chastening train you maybe they you they you try to train them politely with words with kindness with love so much love uh, but it doesn't help so you decided to start using other means like physical means maybe you know sit at the corner something like that or maybe it's a little bit of you know a little bit slap here and there um, without uh, abusing whatever you use whatever method you use so here it shows that it's a little bit uh, something that a discipline a, a kind of chastening where it's gonna feel a pain it's gonna feel a pain in some level um, and the, the 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 point the the, the reason for that is to get you and me trained to get you and I trained 
And when we are in that process, it's not joyful. It's not pre, uh, pleasant. It is painful. Uh, but if we get trained by it, the fruits that it's going to yield are good. That's what God wants. He said to yield the peaceable fruit of righteousness. The peaceable fruit of righteousness. Proverbs uh, 15.10 it tells us correction is grievous, grievous into that forsake the way. And he that hates reproof shall die. So here's the thing. If you hate reproof, if you hate God's chastening, most likely you will die. And he's not talking about physical death. He's talking about eternal death where you completely um separate from God permanent and the reason God is chastening us is so that doesn't happen um that is the context proverb 15a if we want to look into the bigger picture it's like you have to go through discipline and if you hate discipline if you don't like discipline you will probably die and we have seen people who don't like to be trained even in our own world, you know, earthly life. Um, some of them end up in jail. Some of them end up um, really dying physically. That, that's, that's what happened. So chastening is not a bad thing. It, it is a good thing. For, it is for our good. Um, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna be able to yield the fruits, the peaceable fruits of righteousness. The peaceable fruits of righteousness. Um, now, how does God chasten us? How does he do it? Well, as this book explains, this book of Hebrew, these people were uh, being persecuted by their own countrymen. Um, it's not that God was persecuting them. It's just the, the people who oppose the gospel, we're persecuting them. Uh, and God, of course, he's able to prevent anything if he wants, but he let them go through that because that's the way for them to really being able to be to be corrected uh, in order for, them, for, for the point of the gospel of Christ to come across to them so that even though they were going through difficulties, at the end, it's going to produce peaceable fruits of righteousness. Um, and we see other, so he used different method. For example, Psalm 89, 32 tell us that um, then I will visit their transgression with the rod and their iniquity with stripe. Rod and stripe. Now, does God use a rod? Like he come down and have, have, have a stick in his hand or some kind of ends that's slapping us? No. But whatever difficulties um, that we can come across, uh, that, that is the road. Now we know that when Jesus was going on the cross, he was really um, being beaten by um, different things like physical stuff. Um, and he had stripes in his back and, you know, 
and all other methods that they used to punish him for our sake. Um, he went through that. So he, he received the real stripes. Um, I, I know Paul also mentioned that he got 39 stripes uh, during his um, ministry life um, from people who were opposing what he was teaching um, so yeah, there are really stripes that we can get from people who are persecuting us, and there are other stripes in the road that are not necessarily um, an in, uh, like an object used on our back and stuff like that. But it could be just other things in life um, that we come across being persecuted, persecuted for the name of Christ um, now what happened what, what, what kind of, of, of fruit that of righteousness that you're going to receive if this chastening um, truly trains you um, one of them I would say for example Isaiah 32 17 tell us and the work of righteousness shall be peace and the effect of righteousness is quietness and assurance forever. So it's peace. Even in the book of Hebrew 12, 11, uh, part 2, it says afterwards it yield the peaceable fruits of righteousness. Now the work of righteousness is peace. And the effect is quiet and assurance forever. What kind of assurance? Uh, heavenly assurance. Have you ever met a Christian who doubt their salvation? They are not sure. But chastening will uh, produce that kind of the fruit that will will assure you. You will have uh, a confidence and assurance of your uh, place in heaven um, without any doubt. Um, there are other verses like um, verse 119, Psalm 119, 165, tell us great peace, great peace have they which love thy law and nothing shall offend them. Great peace, great peace, great peace. There are also verses in Proverbs 11:30, James 3:17, Philippians Philippians 1.11, all of them are talking about peace and righteousness. Now, the question is, why God discipline us? Uh, Hebrew 12.10, which is the context of this verse, Hebrew 12.11, have an answer. It tells us God discipline us so that we may share his holiness. So that we may share his holiness. God is our father. He treats us as his children. He says in uh, Hebrew 12, 7 that for what children are not disciplined by their father. Every child is disciplined by their father. All of us growing up. Why we are disciplined? Because Proverbs 15. Uh, 22 15 
tells us foolishness is bound in the heart of a child. Every child that's born, no matter how cute they are when they're young, one day old, are bound with foolishness. At some point, they're going to misbehave and the parent need to discipline them. That's the same thing with us when we become born again. We are children of God now. Now it's God's turn to discipline us so that we can share his holiness. How can we know that we are going to heaven? How can we know that we are God's children? It's by discipline. The discipline shows us. And Hebrews um, 12 Uh, verse 8 ask this question if you are not disciplined and everyone undergoes discipline then you are not legitimate not true sons and daughters at all it's not a question it's just made a statement that if you are a child of somebody and they just let you do your foolishness stuff they don't care they don't discipline you they don't correct you then you are not a legitimate child that's the same way how God sees us. If you are God's children, if you are God's child, He will discipline you so that you can share His holiness. And if He doesn't do it, you are not a legit child. Then that's when you can doubt your salvation. But if you're going through discipline, if He's teaching you, He's correcting you, He's reproofing you, that is a sure. Um, um, confidence or encouragement or sign issue I, I was looking for a word that is to tell you that he is your rigid father you are his rigid child so when you read the entire book uh, book of chapter 12 it talk a lot about discipline um, Hebrew 12 9 tell us besides this we have had three fathers who disciplined us and we respected them shall we not much more be subject to the father of spirits and live you hear that much more can we be subject to the father of spirits and and live as I told you in the book of Proverbs it said the child who hates discipline will do what will die now on this Hebrew 12 9 tell us we shall be subject to the Father of Spirit and live. So you either going to live or you're going to die. You either God is your father or he's not. If he's disciplining you, that's a good thing. He shows that he's the father he cares about. If he doesn't, maybe you're not a rigid child. Um, so he let you continue with your folly, uh, which at the end will lead to death. While discipline at the end will lead to life and holiness. Like an apple produces an apple. That's what God is trying to do here. Apple doesn't, a bad tree does not produce good tree, good fruits. A good fruit does not produce bad fruit. Jesus said that. Um, so it's just common sense. And verse 12, 12 tell us, Therefore, strengthen your feeble arms and weak knees. Make level path of your feet, so that the lame may not be disabled, but leather be healed. And verse 14 tells us, without holiness, no one 
will see the Lord. That's the end game. We want to see the Lord at the end. But you got to be holy. And without holiness, you will not see it, him. Now, if you read back, the, you continue reading the context from verse 15 to 29, it talks a lot more like Esau, how he was godless. He sold his birthright. Um, and then later on, when he came back, wanted it, he couldn't get it. He couldn't get it. Um, so the reason he gave us that example is it's the same thing as you and me. If we hate discipline, if we don't like discipline right now, we may um, cry later when we want it and it will be too late. So you need to rejoice when God is disciplining you. It is showing you that you are his legit child. You need to thank him. You need to praise him. Um, So that's the message for today. I don't know what you're going through what kind of persecution you're going through. I'm not talking about, um, you know, maybe you don't feel good, you have a little headache. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about kind of discipline that God sees you are doing stuff. You are sinning. He saved you, but you are still living in sin. You are still, like, enjoying stuff you used to enjoy in the past. That worldliness is still in you. Um, you you take you don't take sin serious as he does you because he wants you to be holy. You cannot be saved and continue living the same way you used to live and expect that God is gonna be happy with that. He's gonna just let you in slide with the sin and then in the end save you. No, he wants you to stop doing the stuff that you used to do in the past. Um, I'm going to give you an example. I remember I used to be indulging into reality TV. I, I, I was just enjoying those programs. Women pulling each other hair, you know, far mouth, talking all kind of bad words, you know, gossiping, stabbing each other backs. Those was entertaining to me. It was like an entertainment and I was so much enjoying a lot. I was like watching TV and then go on social media and follow them and hear who picking sides. I remember when I became born again. Um, at one point, my spirit inside me said that you cannot continue watching these shows. And I, I asked myself, I'm like, how this gonna be? Like, how can this be? Like, I grew, these women, I've known them since this show started in 2000, I don't know, six, seven, something like that. I've been watching them until, I don't know, 12, 15, uh, 2015. And it, I could not see myself not being able to watch them. I, 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 like, I grew up with these women. But my heart, after I received the Lord, the Lord Jesus Christ, I just heard in my spirit, you cannot continue watching this show. So I didn't see the way. The same thing with Food Network. I was indulging a lot in food shows. Like, I I love Food Network. Now you're going to say, wow, what's wrong with Food Network? Well, I didn't know then, but now I realize it was actually taking most of my time falling in love with them. It was like a little mini God inside my heart because I could not live without them. I, I just enjoyed the show. 
so much that I enjoy the Lord Jesus, that I enjoy the word of God, that I enjoy, you know, doing things that have heavenly impact, lasting righteousness, lasting fruits uh, that will never be taken away from me. Um, but I could not see how I'm going to stop doing that. And it wasn't even me trying to quit. It wasn't even me like stop um, watching the programs. It happened that one day, not one day actually, it was a gradual change. Over the sudden, I started to dislike what I was seeing. There are sometimes a scene, scenes in um, the Real Housewives, for example. I would start skipping, I, I would like turn my head, or maybe lower the volume because I don't want to hear what they're saying. Like suddenly, I, I didn't even try to do anything, but the Holy Spirit was working inside of me that I, I lost the taste of those shows. And it became at some point where I couldn't even stand for 10 minutes. I couldn't. I'm happy to report today that I have not tuned in The Real Housewives since 2016. That is four years. And I haven't missed anything. I don't follow them on social media. I don't care even if I see their faces, they made headlines. I, I don't crave for them anymore. I didn't do that. The Holy Spirit did that. Was he chastening me? Well, I wouldn't say that was chastening, but I know that he took away the taste of something that I truly enjoyed, um, which it seems like it was impossible for me to quit. Um, and the same thing with Food Network, the same thing, I just lost taste. I wasn't enjoying anymore them. And the more, and, and this is the thing, I started to crave more the word of God. I started to read more the word of God, to pray more, to go to church every Sunday, um, enjoying being in the community of Christian, talking about Christ. That was what bringing joy to me. And it still does today. And I want it to continue that way. I don't miss it. Now, today, if I, I still, I, once in a while, after a while, I, I completely stopped watching even Food Network. But then, um, now I'm grown up, so I, those things don't have power over me anymore. So I can choose now if I want to watch it or not. And I haven't gone back to Real Housewife. I don't want to go back. I don't enjoy it. With Food Network, every now and then I would watch a program when I'm eating. And it's, it's, it won't take me an hour or two like it used to be. It's just, you know, 10 minutes, 30 minutes, and, and that's about it. Uh, maybe on Sunday, once a week. That's about it. I spend 90% of my time listening to sermons. I would rather listen to a preacher than listen to Guy Fieri um, eating or Bobby Frey, uh, you know, cooking. It, that's how things change. Um, now, that's just something simple that happened. I'm not saying that's chastening, but, but that's what God training me from taking out the worldness out of me and putting, trying to give me, to make me like himself, giving me holiness. Now, if you, let's say you are enjoying sin, like let's say you are enjoying sexual immorality or you are enjoying, this is what crunch my head, that pain when I see somebody who is, let's say, homosexual and he say he's Christian. How can you be Christian and homosexual? If I was just watching 
the real housewife. And I lost taste of that. How can you be homosexual and Christian? You are not a legit child of God. And God left, left you alone. He doesn't discipline you because if he want to chastise, if you are it's his real child, he will put um, away that thing from you. And if, if you continue, you don't listen because you hate uh, discipline, you know what? He's going to leave you alone. So you're going to die. You're going to end up dying. Even though you think you're Christian, even though you think everything else, it's fine with you, but you kept that sin. The point is to remove that test out of you. And if you continue, he's going to use force because he loves you, because you are his child. And if you're going to continue, you don't listen, you know what? He's going to let you go. He's going to leave you alone. Or maybe he haven't even done anything. He let you just be who you are because you are not a legit child. So if you are embracing sin, I, 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 I don't know your situation. I don't know what you're going through, what kind of chastening, persecution you're going through. But if God is talking to you about something, it's because he loves you. Because you are his legit child. You need to embrace it. You need to embrace it. You need to let it train you. Because when you are trained by it, in the end, you're going to leap the fruits of righteousness holiness and life forever with him so that's our word today let us pray let us pray let us finish with a prayer heavenly father i thank you i thank you that you are my father i thank you that you discipline us when we embrace foolishness because you love us and you want us to live pray for my brothers and sisters out there and for myself father that we you enable us you empower us to love your discipline to love your chastening not not hate it but love because we know in the end we're gonna reap peaceable fruits of righteousness so we thank you for loving us so much that you send your son Jesus to die for us who took the stripes and the road on our behalf what you are doing to us is it's is, uh, nothing compared to what he did for us on the cross so we bless your name today and we thank you father we ask that you continue to help us become holy just as you are because in the end we're going to have life and life more abundantly with you forever. In Christ Jesus, I pray and I thank you. Amen and amen. That's the word for us today. Thank you so much for listening. Be um, Embrace God's chastening and uh, let it train you. Let it train you in Christ Jesus. Amen.